Uh, the scripture we've chosen for this particular uh, sermon is 1 Chronicles 4, 9, and 10. Let's read it together if you're there. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore you in pain. I bore you in pain. And Jabez, right after that, the sentence says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil. Why? That I may not cause harm. So read the last sentence. So God granted him what he requested. Jabez, Jabez had brothers and brethren that he lived among. And God said that he was more honorable than all of them. And we're going to talk about that reason he was honorable. So let's back up and let's do just a quick review of what we talked about last week. Jabez lived in a time where because of what was happening to him, the word his mother said, I bore you in sorrow. That's a name tag. Name tags, name tags, you have to realize that you can't allow others to put their name on you. Regardless to where you've been, what you've gone through, what you've suffered, that's not a permanent name tag for you, right? She said, I bore you in sorrow. That word bore means that I want you to be married to the pain you caused me or the pain we went through. In other words, you can get married to a situation in your life and you won't be able to get out of that situation. This is my life. This is my life forever because it's what I was born in. It's what I've named. I'm wearing that tag. These all become labels for your life. And anytime you can become labeled by anything or anyone, you can be controlled. If I can put you in a category, I can control you. I can also, at the end of the spectrum that I won't go through, if I can put you in a category, I can also cancel you. I can destroy you. If I know what strain of disease you are, I can build something that gets rid of you. Am I making sense? Right? Okay. So don't be married to pain. It's time for a divorce. Go ahead and say it. It's time for a divorce. Okay. So, and also when she said, when she, when she said to him, your life is a burden, the name literally means I don't only want you to accept the name tag. I don't only want you to be married to it, but I want you to have a covenant with it. I want you to have a covenant with where you come from. Now, thank God. Thank God. I heard this message when I was young. Because, and if I'm talking to any Jabez's out there, any Jabez's, any Jabez people who went through something, was born in something, someone gave you a label, someone gave you a name, someone gave you this thing that you're supposed to be married to, and they've been trying to talk you into being married to it forever. I want to say to you, you don't have to do that. Now the choice is yours, but you don't have to be married to it. You can get a divorce. You can, you can literally get a divorce using the blood of Jesus to say, I'm coming out of this. I'm not going to live under the limitation. So she literally was saying you're married to it. It becomes your idol. It becomes your worship. Sometimes, have you ever, I had a friend one time that had this thing hanging from his keychain, and then when he took it off his keychain, he hung it around his uh, rear room mirror. And I just never seen one. So I'm like, what is that, that hairy little thing? He said, that's my rabbit's foot. I said, hold on. You mean that came off of a real rabbit? That's a real rabbit? Someone took the rabbit's foot and took, took it to a taxidermist and got it preserved. And now you're hanging it in, on your rearview mirror. What does that mean? He said, that's my good luck charm. My good luck charm. I said, you got to be kidding me. For real? I said, do you believe in that? Or is that, an, is, that, is that what's between you? It's an object of focus, but you rely on the power behind it. Okay, which, which is it? Which is it? The horseshoe, what is it? Do you believe it? He said, I believe in the rabbit's foot. And I said, you dumbest. I wasn't saved then. But it's like, um, if you had told me you believe in the God behind the rabbit's foot, that would make sense to me. But to believe in the rabbit's foot itself, that's an idol. And you can build these idols around your life because everybody's going to have something they believe. 
It's impossible to not believe. You're going to believe in something that's bigger than you. Even if you believe in nothing that's bigger than you, you're going to eventually have to believe in something that's bigger than you. Am I making sense? Don't make it your idol. I'm getting past myself. This heavy lifting, this burden that's in your life, you got to understand you can get rid of that burden. You can gain freedom from the burden of oppression that may be put on you by anything or anyone. You can free yourself from it. And you must live in a place of conditional love. Just because you love somebody doesn't mean you have to accept what they think you should be. You can make people feel very comfortable by staying where you are. And they become happy with you because they don't want to move. They don't want to get better. They don't want to grow. They don't want more out of life. They've made an idol out of this thing. So now poverty is their friend. Confusion is their cohort. Aggression is their personality. Failure is their mode of operation. And you start messing up their life when you decide to move on with yours. Right? So you've got to know, I love you, but I want nothing to do with how you think and how you live and how your decisions are being made. I believe I'm making sense, right? You can get free from that. And I'm encouraging you as your pastor, do whatever you can to get free from that. Let me stop right here and say, just so you understand, I don't want to be a pastor where you feel like I'm beating you over the head all the time. Or that I am, because I'm, I'm told that by some people. You just won't give us a break. You won't give us a break. And, and, and I, you expect a lot from us. And I, I'm just saying that's true of me. But the opposite is I see some things you don't see. I'm anointed to see them. I'm anointed to see <clears throat> that you think that because you're a ship on the ocean and you turn off your engines that you're just hanging out. That's what you think. You think because you, because you can't see the land around you. And I know and understand that there are currents in every sea. And as soon as you turn your propellers off, you give yourself to the sea. You give yourself to what's happening around you, underneath you. And you can't see it. And it's slow. And sometime during the night, my sugar lumps, sometime during the night, you run aground. The land you could not see, the land you could not see when you went to bed shows up in the middle of the night. Now you run aground, you come out on the deck of your ship, and you realize you're on an island or land you never wanted to be on. It was never your goal. It was never where you wanted to be. Now you got two problems. Three, you in the wrong place. You don't want to be there, right? You stuck. You have run aground, and now you got to go maybe double distance to get where you wanted to go. So God told me to stand right here and encourage you to keep moving. And that's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. You don't know anything about my so-called high expectations. You don't know nothing. Ask my wife and my children. Every day, you got to keep that propeller going. If you can't run, you walk. If you can't walk, you crawl. But by all means, keep moving along with God. Don't accept anything that, that anything anybody wants to put on you. I didn't want to get stuck there, so let me move on. So Gideon is now called more honorable. I mean, not Gideon, but Jabez is called more honorable. I'm thinking about the story of Gideon. Gideon said, <laughs> Gideon said, uh, I'm, in the, I'm in the worst tribe. My father has the worst family in the tribe, and I'm the least in my family. He gave God his labels. And God said, what does that have to do with what me and you are talking about? <laughs> you and I are talking about saving Israel. I don't care about any labels you were given by any people or anything you went through. I'm talking to you right now about using you to do something for me. Am I making sense? So now we have to understand he was honorable. Why? Because his, he owned his life. My name is Jabez, right? I got all this stuff. I'm married to pain. But he said, listen, 
If I'm going to get somewhere, I've got to own this myself. I can't abdicate this responsibility. I can't make you responsible for my life. I can't allow you to put me in a place. I can't allow situations. I can't allow an earthly government. I can't allow anyone to put me in my place that they want me, which makes it easier for them to manipulate me. Anyone. You, you can't even allow a husband, a spouse to do that. To put you in a place that now you can't even discover who God made you. That's not what marriage is. Some people say, you get married to be one. And in that first year, you figure out which one you're going to be. <laughs> which one of them is going to take over the marriage. Y'all good with me? So you own it. If I can expect pain from God, why can't I expect glory from God? If he's a God that can do both, why would I expect pain? Why would I say, if it's easier to say this is going to be a great day, it's just as easy to say this is going to be a great day. But I could also look outside and say, I can't believe there's snow outside. This is going to be a bad day. It's cold. Either one is easy to say. So why would I say something that's negative about my own life? I look horrible in this. Don't ever say stuff like that. Say I would look better in that. Because you become the prophet of your own life. Say stuck, stuck, stuck. Don't get stuck. Okay, so watch now. <laughs> so watch what happens here. It was God who said, call, get in. The first thing he did, he said, I'm going to call on the name, on the God of Israel. I'm going to call on his name. Let me go through these very quickly because the name, the characters in the name before I tell you what to do. You ready? Let's go quickly. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh. It means the Lord will provide. This is the story. This is the story when Abraham was take, going up the mountain with Isaac and getting ready to sacrifice him. On the other side of the mountain, a ram was walking up at the same time. As soon as he was getting ready to kill Isaac, God spoke to him. Abraham, Abraham, I am Jehovah Jireh. That's when the ram showed up. So, so now Jabez is calling out to this character of God that says, I provide, you don't. Write it down. God always provides, you don't. You just do what you're told. If you're told to sacrifice Isaac, you take Isaac to be sacrificed. But God always shows up with the ram in the bush. That is so good to me. God sends a ram. Say it, he sends a ram. Because he's Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, right? Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Nisi means the Lord is my banner. This is who Jabez is calling on. You got to understand who he's calling on. The Lord is my banner. This is the, when, uh, when Joshua and Moses was, was fighting Imelech uh, uh, in, in Exodus 17. Exodus 17, they're having a war. You might remember it. And, and, the, and the Bible says that as long as Moses had his hands, his hands up, they were winning battles. So who came? Bible, Bible studiers. Aaron, Aaron and Hur came, stood next to Moses and held his arms up because when his arms came down, they start losing. When his arms went up, people started winning, right? Joshua is down fighting and Joshua sees his hands go down. They say, y'all better get those hands up because that's our rallying point and that's our gathering point and that's what we look to. Well, after that battle, God said to Moses, tell the people from now on, I'm not going to depend on y'all's arms. I'm not going to depend on your hands. I'm not going to depend on your bishop's hands, your pastor's hands. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become God, your banner. I am your rallying point. I am the proof that you win everything. I'm that flag. You, uh, okay. I'm that flag that you take in the battle. When things go wrong, saints, gather around this flag. Don't pick the wrong flag, folks. Gather around this flag. I am the flag. Every other flag on the earth got its idea from this one that I made. This is the first flag on earth. Gather around this. I'm your banner. I never lose battles. You show up at a battle with me. You stand under me. Now I'm going to hold you up. He is Jehovah Shalom. 
Jehovah Shalom, Judges 6 and 4. When Gideon now, when Gideon saw the angel, Gideon, God comes to talk to Gideon. Gideon says, I can't do this. And God says, I'm going to do something. Gideon says, let me fleece. Make it dry on one side, wet on the other. Make it wet on one side and dry on the other. If you want, if you're really an angel, come and eat food with me. We don't eat. Well, you got to consume it. So the angel stuck out his rod, consumed all the food. He said, wow, you're awesome. He had to do four or five things. And finally, finally, Gideon said, I believe you're from God. <laughs> I believe you are from God. And he said to Gideon, I am the Lord of your peace. So now Jabez is calling out to Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. He's also calling out to Jehovah Shabbat. Now watch yourself. Watch yourself. Hang on to your attitude. Hang on to it for just a minute. Just a minute, right? Hang on to it for just a minute, all right? He says, I'm the Lord of hosts. I am the one that does the fighting. 1 Samuel 1, 3 and 17, 45, if you want to put that together. When Joshua was in the battle and he was fighting for his life and he saw the Lord of hosts. I told you about that one last Sunday. And the Lord of hosts says, I'm not here for you. I'm not here to be against them. I'm here because the Lord has already given you this battle. I came here to fight the battle so you can win it. I'm the Lord of hosts. I'm the God that protects you. I'm the God that pre prepares your job. I'm the one that keeps you from getting pink slips. I'm the one that fights on social media. Stop talking to these silly people. I'm the one that does it. I'm the one that puts you in the position. If you let me, if you let me give you the job, I'll fight for you keeping it. And I'll not only fight for you keeping it, I will raise you up. Let me start the business. Don't you fight for it. Let me start the business. Let me do it. Put it on me. And now you can expect me, and I don't want to get stuck there. He says, I am Jehovah next. Mekadeshim. I'm the Lord, your sanctifier. I'm the Lord, your sanctifier. Now, I want to read this scripture because I want to know what you hear out of it. Because this is deep right here. This is deep right here, American Christian. This is real deep right here. Mr. Evangelical, Mr. Baptist, Mr. Denominational, and Mrs. Saint. This is real deep. In this world we live in, with all this stuff around us, including, including pandemics, including attitudes, including everybody that wants to tell us how we're supposed to behave. This is what it says. Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbaths, my Sabbaths you shall keep. For is it a sign between me and you, therefore, and, 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 there, and throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you, you shall keep the Sabbath. All this church by demand. Now, I can't talk to everybody, but I can talk to you Levites. I can talk to you Levites. I'm not, I'm not going to look at y'all in here. I'm going to talk to you Levites. You Levites that are called by God. You've had miracles in your life. God rescued you, saved you, and sent you to work in his vineyard. You work out there. You're also supposed to be working in church. But now we're not keeping the Sabbath. Thank you for keeping the Sabbath at home. You're watching at home, keeping your family safe, your baby safe, and mama and grandmama safe. I, I love you, but you're saying, listen, everybody getting up at 10 o'clock on Sunday. Everybody, we're not going to watch. We're not going to watch the church service at 1. We're not watching. Oh, oh. y'all don't like me? You, we, we, not in this house. Not in this house. We are Levites. We keep the Sabbath. It proves that we're God's children. When I call on Jehovah, Mekadeshim, he's the God that says, the Lord is my sanctifier. In other words, when I keep the Sabbath, son, when I keep the Sabbath, when I keep the Sabbath, sweetheart, when I keep the Sabbath, when I keep the day of worship holy, when I keep the day of worship holy, God sanctifies me. Now, y'all maybe don't know what sanctification is. Sanctification isn't a dress sleeves that come down here and dresses that come down here and no makeup and no earrings. You need some makeup sometime. Please put it on. Without a haircut and without brushing your teeth. 
That is not sanctification. Sanctification is not a stern look and a strong walk when you walk. So when you walk into Kmart, Kmart, y'all got Kmart? When you walk in there, people say, ooh, he's holy. That ain't sanctification. No, no. Sanctification is not how long your hair is and how short it is and how you look and all that. Sanctification is simply this. I'm set aside. When I keep the Sabbath holy on Sunday, I don't have to fight on Monday. Because I'm set aside. I'm set aside for his use. So I tell him, if I got to work on Sunday morning, I got sons out there that are working. I got, I got Ken Hanna out there working right now. He had to. He had to for his family. He had to because of where he works. So he said, but, but dad, I got to figure out what to do while I'm at work. I said, what you going to do? He said, I don't know. So he called Pastor Nell when he decided what to do. He is at work right now. They all take their lunch during the service. Everybody, there are 15, 20 men gathered around a TV at Kellogg's right now watching this service. What does that do? It sets you aside for the Lord's work. Now, everybody, okay, okay, maybe you don't need no money. Maybe, maybe, maybe that, little, that little thing, that, that little check you were getting, and some of y'all didn't even get that. Maybe that's enough for you. But if you want a place saved or sanctified or set aside for you in this economy, you need to keep the Sabbath holy. Can I stay here for one more minute? He said, I'll sanctify you if you keep it holy. I'll sanctify you if you keep it holy. I'll set you aside. I'll make you an ornament in my in my treasure chest. I'll make you glow when you go places. I'll make your application stick out among everybody else's. Come to church if you're lonely. Come to church and I'll set you aside for everything good in my kingdom. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Y'all ready for me to move on? Now I'm preaching to the choir here. I love y'all. Jehovah Rohi. This is, I want you to know who he's calling on. Before I tell you what he did, what he asked for, he called on the name of the Lord. Somebody say, oh God. This old God was not out of desperation. Josh, I'll talk about this. It's not out of desperation. It's not like he's calling someone that he's begging. He's just making sure God knows you're my only help. I'm not looking to anything else. You are my only help. I'm telling you, you, it's like when I say Olanel. It's not Olanel. No, it's Olanel. It's, it's you're my wife. You're my friend. Don't make me have to go to talk to someone else about how I feel. You're the lover and the keeper of my soul. Don't make me, don't make me because I've got to find some place. I'm a man. I'm a man. I got to find some place to lay my head. Oh, Linnell, let me lay my head in your lap. Let me be safe with you. Let me be a man beating my chest in front of everybody. But when I want to cry, make yourself available. <laughs> Woo, girl, if you understood the power of your lap and your bosom. That man will change the oil in your car, your mama's car, and everybody's car. <laughs> Getting stuck. So this comes from Jesus. They asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. This Rohi. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. Jesus said, let me bust this out on y'all. Y'all ain't never heard this one before. You never done this one before. You don't know nothing about this one. He said, call on him as your father. What? You mean our father? That same God you've been talking to in the dark, we can call him ours? I can call him my shepherd? Jesus said, yes, when you pray, call him our shepherd. You mean yours and mine? Yes. He is saying, Rohi is the Lord my shepherd. He leads me everywhere I go. He cares about me when no one else does. 
He sees me in my stink and my stupor and still loves me. When friends walk away from me because it's my fault, not just theirs, he's there to comfort, love me, and restore me. He's the one that really cares. No one else can care like him. That's who, now watch Jabez now because I'm getting there. Jabez is saying, I'm going to call on the God who cares. Can I segue, and I'm early here. Why, my kids, I want to ask my kids a question. Why would you ask somebody for help who can't help you? Why would I come to a human being for help? Now, why, can I, why would I get disappointed, Josh and Callie? Because a human being I asked for help could not help me. Why am I mad at them? They couldn't help me in the first place. <laughs> You can't ask a man to do a God thing. Some of our biggest problems is that we depend on people. Anyway, Jehovah to sit canoe. Lord Jesus, help us now. Jehovah to sit canoe. That means the Lord our righteousness. Watch this in Jeremiah 23. I'm just reading a couple of them. Y'all good? Jeremiah 23, 5. It says, behold, y'all read it. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that what? That I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. Watch this. A king shall reign and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. Watch this now. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely now this is the name by which you call him and that name is the Lord our righteousness you don't get righteous because you can avoid sin you're righteous because he says you're righteous Jehovah Shammah, two more. The Lord is there. He's calling on Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. And if the Lord is there, it means he's here. He's saying, you're Jehovah Shammah. You're here with me. You're here wherever I go. You're the Lord God that's present. When God said, I'm going to design a city, he said, I'll be there. I'm where you are now, but I'm also going to be in that city. So write this down. God is always where I am. That's who Jabez is calling out to. Last one. Jehovah, Jehovah Elohim. This is the Lord, the God of Israel. I am your God. This is how God identifies himself with his nation, with his people. When God said, I am not like those other gods. Don't call me, don't, don't ever put me in the same sentence with those other gods. I am nothing like them. All those guys are fictitious, they're made up, they are, they, they're not real. He says, I'm the real McCoy. Making sense? Okay, so that's who he's calling on. Now let's go through what he asked for. Because he's not asking me, he's not asking you. He's asking this God we just described. Now sit up straight and get some boldness in you now. I rebuke the spirit of timidity. I rebuke the spirit of timidity. I rebuke the spirit of ignorance. I rebuke the spirit of false humility. I rebuke the spirit of subjugation right now in Jesus' name. It shall have no power in you over the next few minutes. Your history will have no power over you in the next few minutes. Your pain will not have power over you in the next few minutes. Your training or your upbringing and what you suffered, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. It will not have power over you in the next few minutes. Your loss of a loved one, your loss of a business, your loss of a house, your loss of a relationship will have no power over you in the next few minutes. You will be free to hear in your spirit and do what God says to you to do.
I rebuke hindrance in your heart. In Jesus' name. So he called on the name of this God, and these are the words he said. He said, empower me. Yeah, get out, of, get out of your head. Get out of your head. Get out of your head. Get out of your head and just say, empower me, Lord. Say it again. Empower me, Lord. Empower me. He said, bless me. But the word means empower me. Empower me. Empower me. Take this lid off of my life. Tell him. Take this lid off my life. Come on, tell him again. Take this lid off my life. Whatever my hands touch. Bless it. Come on, y'all. I said, come on. Whatever my hands touch. I'm asking you to bless it. Wherever my feet tried, give it to me. Whenever I walk with intent to do something, bless it as I am going. I said, ask him. Ask him all week. Bless me. Empower me. Make me powerful. Give me power to live my own life. Give me power to deliver other people. Give me power to bring my dreams to pass. Give me power. Empower me. Jabez is neglecting and refusing to be what he was told. He's saying, bless me. Bless me. Open doors for me that may not be open for other people. Open doors for me that have been slammed in my face. Give me capacity to hold more. Give me capacity in my mind. Give me power to understand what I don't understand. Let me see the hidden things in the contract. Wake me up in my little one-bedroom apartment and empower me to live where I want to live. Empower me to help others. This can give you a conflict in your mind because everybody's been telling you to be humble. What do you have to lose? Depend on me. Trust me. Vote for me. I'm telling you right now, if I could read your mind, and thank God I can't read your mind because if I could read your mind, it'd mean you would read my mind. <laughs> And I'd be embarrassed with some stuff you find in there. <laughs> but if you spend more time trying to figure out who you're going to vote for before you vote for yourself, then you're not the leader I thought you were. Vote for yourself. Make some decisions for you. And your family. Ask God, bless me. Regardless to whoever is where, just bless me. If you bless me, it won't matter what nobody's doing. I won't have to depend on nobody to do anything. I can be a help in the country I love than be a hindrance. Say it again, bless me. Come on, one minute. Bless me, Lord. Just bless me. Just empower me. Give me power. Empower me. Bring something out of me I haven't seen. Whatever I go to do, let it be blessed. Whatever I try to do, every imagination that comes to my head, just open the door for me, God. I'm not ashamed to walk up to you and ask you. I'm not going to ask my mama, my daddy, or none of my friends. They can't bless me. They can love me. They can kiss me, but they can't bless me. They can't give me heaven on earth. I'm coming to you, and I'm asking you, give me heaven on earth. Open every door for me. I'm not ashamed. I'm not afraid to ask you. This made Jabez honorable. God says, I'm honored when you come to me with this prayer. The, the next thing he said, let me move on. He said, give me more. In other words, he said, expand my borders. Expand my borders. I dare you to say it. Ask God right now, give me some more. No, y'all coming, y'all warming up now. Y'all warming up, tell him, give me some more. Give me some more of that good stuff. 
In a minute, he deals with pain. Right now, he's not dealing with pain. But just tell him, give me some more of that good stuff. I mean, the real good stuff. I mean, the good stuff. I want the good stuff. I want the good house. I want the good food. I want the good car. I want the good relationships. I want the good body. I want to feel good. I want to feel good everywhere I go. I want to feel good in everything I do. I want it good. I want more of the good stuff. Expand it. Give me some more. I got one house. Give me 10. Give me 10 houses. What you going to do with 10 houses? Own them. Give me 10. Give me 20. I got 20 now. Give me another 10, God. I know a lady that needs a house. I know a family that's losing their job. I know I can place them. Give me some land. I got some land. Give me some more land. I need some more land. I need some more land. What you going to do with it? What I'm doing with this land? I'm honoring you with it. I'm honoring the world with it. Give me some more. I got one car. Give me another one. Why you need another car? I just need another car. I, wanna, I want a car where the, where the top comes off. I want a car when the top. How you going to use a car when the top comes off? I'm going to put Jesus did it on the tag. And I'm going to just drive around town and tell everybody Jesus did it. That's all I want to do. Just give me some more. Give me some more until people mad at me. Give me some more until there's jealousy. Give me some more until there's envy. Give me some more until somebody will flat up say to me, you're a preacher with too much. Because I've been told that before. Driving one car, only on one car. That car everybody thinks is from yesterday. Freddie sold it to me, and it's, it's almost 10 years old. Well, you got a nice car. I don't ever get offended. I said, I do, don't I? It is an amazing car. Let me tell you what this car will do. This is a beautiful car. Let me show you how to get one. Let me show you how to get one. You got time? Can you meet Monday morning at 6? Can you meet Tuesday morning at 5? Can you meet Friday morning at 8? No, I ain't got no time to meet. Then what you're saying is you don't think you deserve a nice car. I think you deserve 100,000 nice cars so you can give them away. Ask God for more. More will get some people talking about you that you can talk to. Everybody ain't going to be with me this morning. I'm just reading to you what Jabez says. Give me some more. Give me some more. Some more in my hands. Some more in my life. Some more in my pocket. More joy in my heart. Expand my borders. Pull up these fence posts in my life and move them outward. Say it. Give me some more. Give me some more. In other words, break my limitations. Break the limitations on my life. Break the limitations on my life. Let me tell you what's going to happen when you start to get more. When you start getting that more attitude, friends who are believing for more, you're going to find them. They're going to find you. You're going to start to unravel yourself from suckers. And I mean suckers, suckers, suckers. They're sucking the very life out of you, sucking the very dream out of you, sucking the very aspiration out of you. When you start to think more, you're going to resonate and vibrate with other people who want more. So when you're around them, Callie, they're not going to be trying to beat you up because you want more. They're going to be like, that's a great idea. I never thought of it that way. I never seen it that way. And now they're going to be rooting for you. If that works for you, I'm going to do it too because I want more. I'm just tired of being here and having what I got. If there's more, that's because I have a desire in me. If there's a desire in me, it means that there is more. There's more God wants to do with me. Well, what are you going to do with it? You're going to put it in a barn? You don't have to put it in a barn. God is your supply. Now you can give at crazy levels. Do you know what it would be if God gave you more? If God gave you more and you got three kids, you got four kids, you got five kids, God gave you more. What would it do for your children, for you to look at them as little children and say, I got you and the next generation taken care of. Let me show you how we're going to do it. Now, what I want you to do, I don't want you to just go to college to get a degree. I don't want you to even be thinking about a job. I don't even want you to be in that nomenclature. I don't want you to ever think about retirement. What I want you to do right now at 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12, I want you to think about who you are, what your calling is, what your dream is. How can you make the earth better? What can you bring to the planet that will help people? What idea? Is it the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts? Is it United Way? All those programs came from kids who didn't have to worry about a job. Can I, can I, can I, can I really sit in your lap? Let me tell you how to make sure your children never leave God. I ain't scared of my kids backsliding. 
because they know nothing about the goodness of the devil. You better hear me. I told God I'm not going to be out of old man with gray in my beard and my teeth in the glass trying to chase my son down because he done got married and left his wife with all those kids. Now he's got babies all over the place and doing all this. I said, I don't have time for it. How do I do it? He said, spoil him. He said, spoil him. I said, spoil him? I can't give him everything. I had to fast to hear what God was saying. He said, spoil him on me. Spoil him on me. Spoil him on me. So every time as a little boy before Callie was born, when me and Linnell couldn't pay a bill, we sat the bill down in front of Joshua at one and two years old. And we say, God, we don't know how to make this happen. We asking for a miracle. We coming to you and we're asking you to show us how to do it. And when God would do it, we bring it back to him and say, look at what God did, boy. Look at here. God is a good God. When they got old enough and they came to us to buy them things, we told them, okay, let us show you how God wants to spoil you. So we sat down with them. What is it you want? What is it you want? What does God put in your heart? And we never said, that's dumb, that's stupid, that's too much. We simply said, okay, if God wants to do it, we'll sit with you. Now do what daddy taught you. Do what daddy taught you. God, this is what I want. This is what, this is what I want. This is how I want to live. And then we went to bed thanking God as a family. So when it happened to him, Josh, and when it happened to her, they would bring it back to us and say, look here what God did. I said, that's what I'm talking about. Now let's try to do something bigger. Let's try to do something impossible. Let's try to do something mama and daddy can't do. Something we could never make happen for you. What would that be? I got to get into law school, daddy. I got to get, I got to get, I got to get into this program. I need to be mentored by this billionaire, daddy. I need an open door. I don't have power to do that. I have no power to do that son let me show you the same way you got the bicycle is the way you get this it's all the same he's the same God spoil your children on the goodness of God God is good he will never fail them and once you are gone once you're gone they will cry at your funeral and rejoice at your burial because they'll look and say to God, okay, God, wherever you did for, where is the God of my daddy? Where is the God of my mama? Where is the God that brought them from Mississippi here? Shout it, spoil them. Hey, 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 but here's the problem. Some of us can't give our children what we want them to have. And you were never supposed to be able to. He didn't give them to you so that you can spoil them for you. He gave them to you so you can spoil them for him. Let me show you how good God is. He's a good God. He won't fail. Going about your business going about your life. Well, how are we going to get in there, Daddy? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well, Dad, we're driving all the way to this college. I'm not even sure who's interviewing me. Don't worry about it. We didn't already pray about it. You prayed, we agreed. God's big. Ain't he big? No, I was talking to her. Ain't he big, Callie? He's big. So just like, just like Daddy gave you that thing we won't talk about when you were six and the other thing he gave you at 12 and the thing he gave you at 16, and the thing he gave you at college, uh, undergrad, <coughs> he's God today too. So Callie, we following you today. I'm driving you to Kansas City, but I ain't got nothing to do with this day. You created it. You asked God for it. Let's see what God does. Show up at the interview, and some lowly person was supposed to interview him that day. But the head of the department, the dean of the law school, said, I went across your resume as I do hundreds. When yours came across my desk, I felt like I should interview you myself. Well, they said the dean would not be here. You're supposed to be on vacation with your family. He said, I'm going to leave after this interview. Where was me and Lenny? We was in Kansas City eating, barbecue. We didn't stay for the interview. We didn't even know what was happening. We eating barbecue, hanging out. 
The dean interviewed her. He said, you would be great for our school. Uh, look for an email this evening. She's, she's like, it usually takes a month. He said, look for an email this evening. The email came, welcome to our law school, and here's a scholarship. Listen, do you think we were rejoicing? We were like, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's so nice. God is so good. She over another season, God is so good to me. You're just so good. You're just so faithful to me. I said, yeah, God, we got her now. We got her now. Just give her a man that's like that. Give her a man that'll depend on God. Give her a man. Give her the desires of her heart. Give her a man that loves God. Give her a man that's not going to water her down. Give her a man that knows how to rabba satakese. Give her a man that knows how to pray. Give her a man that knows God the way she knows God. Don't give her no man with his pants hanging down off his butt and doesn't know who he is. So I was trying to pray. I was trying to pray with your sister, Josh. And finally, she said, Dad, you ain't got to pray for my husband no more. She said, I know how to do this. Hey, hey, hey. I know how to manifest. I know how to get what God wants from me. I said, baby, please answer this question right. How do you get it? She said, I just ask. I said, oh, glory to God. You mean you just ask? You don't have to earn it. You don't have to pay for it. Just ask. Spoil your kids. Get some babies. Get a husband and get some babies. Darlene, spoil them. Bring them to God and let them pray little prayers. And when God does it, say, see, that's your God. He knows you, baby. He knows you. He knows you. I am going to finish this. Sit down. I think. I'm looking forward to November, but I'm stuck here now. Family series is going to be really good. Let me tell you something, brother. That woman you got, your wife. She is, whether you realize it or not, she is your doorway of favor. Any man who finds a wife finds a, and he obtains with the Lord. Don't underestimate the power of that little girl you're married to. And men, if you're looking for favor, and you have need of a wife, turn off Instagram and Facebook and the TV. Those images. Are not true. Find a woman that's been spoiled on the goodness of God. Because if you're a dreamer, you're going to get your hiney in trouble. You're going to try to do something bigger than you. You're going to need a woman who knows how to stand right there. Say, <laughs> so, mm-mm, I ain't going nowhere, baby. I'm standing with you. I'm way off. Stop playing that ministering music. He said, now, let your hand be on me. Tell God, anoint me. Come here, son. Let me show you what this looks like. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm behind you. I'm going to play God. I've always wanted to be God. Does God sound like this? 
Jabez asked, put your hands on me. This is what it looks like. The right hand of God on the right shoulder of a person. Now go on in your life. Just walk anywhere you want to walk. This is what it looks like. Anywhere you go, anything you do, God's hands on you. We can't go down there. <clears throat> and that's the way it works. <laughs> yeah. Because if you go somewhere, he's not, it's the right word. If you try to do something where God can't go because of his integrity, you're on your own. But anything you do, anywhere you go, Jabez said, put your hand on me. Make it obvious I'm not like everybody else. When I walk in the club, say it. Why are my kids the only ones that say it? Your mama going to talk to you later, I think. <laughs> when I go anywhere, make it obvious that you're with me. Listen to me. Before you pray this, before you pray this, make it obvious that you're with me. Listen to me. This is going to give you an advantage. Listen to me carefully. He says it next, but I want to make sure I say it now. When you walk into places, everyone's going to know there's something different. There's something that's going to be on you. You've got to make a promise now. Never to use what's on you to limit other people. You can't walk in a room where you obviously walk in with power and then misuse it. So as God is walking with you and people notice you, they open doors for you. You have to use that. He's anointed you. Now you have to use it for the next thing. And the next thing says, so protect me from evil. This is why he prays it. If God gives you the advantage, if God will speak to you and let you know what the stock market's going to be doing in the next couple months, and you use that tool to take other people's homes, <laughs> you use your advantage to rob from other people, subjugate or do anything to other people, you're doing it wrong. You're causing pain. But Jabez said, I'm going to pray to you, God. I'm praying you that you will protect me from evil. Evil is not the oppression that's put on you. This is the evil he means here. Y'all ready? The evil he's talking about is laziness. Blame. Excuses. And taking advantage of others. God protected me from blaming others. Protect me from my own laziness, my indecisiveness, my procrastination. Protect me from using the power you give me to harm others. Protect me from those things. And then he mentions it in the next one. He says, in the pain in my life so that I can end the pain in others' lives. These are the prayers. In the pain in my life, so there'll be no pain. I don't want pain to be in my life, 
And I don't want pain to be in anyone else's life. Now, if you turn this prayer around, because it's really meant to be cyclical. You get it now? Watch this. Yep. End the pain in my life so I can end people, other people's pain. So now, God, bless me. I'm not making sense. Bless me. Give me more. <clears throat> Anoint me. Protect me from evil. End the pain in my life. Bless me. Give me some more. <laughs> Because with what you're giving me, I'm ending pain, not just for me, but I'm ending pain in everyone's life. Everywhere I go, I'm ending people's pain. I'm giving answers to their problems. I'm delivering them from whatever they're under. I'm giving them ways out. I'm educating them. They're sitting in my chair as I'm cutting their hair or, or fixing their hair, and I'm delivering them from pain in their life. Everything I do, I'm delivering people from their pain. God says, this is what I want. And the Bible simply says at the end, and he gave him what he asked for. So if you want your prayer for more to be authenticated, own your life. This is, this is my life. I'm responsible for it. And I can either stay here or I can call on the name of God and change my life. I can break the labels. I can break the limitations. Everything that's on my life, I can break them. They can be broken. Am I making sense? So let's read this last scripture because God always gives you what you ask for. So I need you to be bold and ask. Be bold and ask. Watch this. John 16, 23. Amazing verse. Amazing verse. For anybody who still has a speck of guilt, a speck of, well, I need to be humble, a speck of the old religious teaching that says the poorer you are, the closer to God you are. I, 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 had, to, I had to sit in the pulpit. I mean, I had to sit in the chair as a little boy until I was 20. Four, I had to, I had to sit in the, in, the, in the pew in my church because our church, y'all may not know anything about this, but my pastor had uh, three churches. So he came to see us on second and fourth Sunday. He went to his other church on first and third. Then his third church, he only went there on fifth Sundays. Crazy. Not crazy. I mean, interesting. So we had elders. We had elders that would teach. When he wasn't there on Sundays, Bible class, Bible class. Our lead, my lead elder for over 10 years would say stuff like this from the pulpit in my church. Now, I'm sitting there as a little boy. I'm sitting there as a little boy. Mom and dad are gone. I'm dreaming. I dream all the time. I'm talking to God about everything that can happen. I'm seeing visions. And my lead elder says things like this. You don't want to be a lawyer because they have to lie. You don't want to be a politician because they are perpetual liars. You don't want to be a doctor because you don't want to take people's lives out of God's hands. You don't want to be rich because money is the root of all evil. The worst whooping I got by elders, I said, the Bible said the love of it. But, you know, that didn't work. <laughs> huh? This is what I was taught from the pulpit. We didn't go to the moon. They're just tricking y'all. That one-eyed devil with a tail plugged into the wall. Unplug it. Ain't nobody went to the moon. They just lied to y'all. That's what I heard growing up for years. Ignorance is a killer. And it's a dream stiller. Don't you dare let my ignorance or anyone else's ignorance that stands in a place like this cloud your mind. If you see something bigger, that the pulpit sees, trust God. Because all of us have limitations. And all of us have lids. Let me ask you something. Any of you have more than three friends? People you connect with? Don't raise your hand, because y'all making me look like, no, I ain't got three friends. I had three friends sitting with me and we were talking about, we were talking about rich. We were all poor, but we were talking about money. We, we were using the word rich. Now I know it as wealthy. And 
My friend said, Martin, you, you dream about money all the time, but yet you ride in my car. You ain't even got a car. I said, I know. Uh, I'm dreaming, but that's okay. It doesn't cost me anything to dream. Right? And so I asked them, I said, how much do y'all think is enough? All three of them gave me a different number. You know, having just, 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 just been able to meet, my, we meet our bills in Mississippi. We don't pay them. We meet them. As long as I can meet my bills, <laughs> that's enough. I think anything above that would not please God. We're all young ministers, too. We're all young guys who love God. Another guy said, well, I, you know, I, I would need just, just you know, if, if I would just need a little bit left over. I said, how much is that? He couldn't give me a number, a little bit left over. The other guy said, if, if, you, if I had $10,000, if I had $10,000, just $10,000, anything above that, I think it would dishonor God. And at the time, I just said a million. I said, I think a million dollars would be a great start for me. They're like, hold up. You riding in our car, you got on your sister's shirt, the button's on the wrong side. <laughs> you riding your sister's bike, it's pink. And you talking about a million dollars? I said, don't cost me. It didn't cost me anything more to talk about a million dollars than you meeting your bill. There ain't no difference to God. He owns everything. And how can we preach to people as little, you know, little 20-something-year-old? How can we preach to people and tell them God's good if we can't believe he's good? Why can't I ask God for something? If, if, if you can ask to meet your bills and you can ask for 10000 and you don't even know what the heck you asking for, so you won't ever know when you get it. Why can't I ask for a million? Well, what you going to do with a million? Do what you do after you meet your bills. And what you would do with 10000 I'm just going to do it at another level. Pastor Martin's fussing today. Let's read this scripture. Let's go home. <laughs> Let's read it. And in that day, you will ask me. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Stop. Read it again. In that day, what day is that? That day is now because that day mentions after Jesus has been crucified, buried, and raised from the dead. That's the day. Read it again. In that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he doesn't need to decipher it. He doesn't need to figure it out. He doesn't need to give an application for what you're asking for. He doesn't need you to qualify. He don't need your FICO score. He don't need your credit card. He don't need your police report. He don't need to send the FBI. He don't need to check out nothing about you. Read the next verse. Boom. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name, but ask. Why do I want you to ask? I want you to be happy. I want you to be happy. I, I want you to be happy. I don't want you chasing money. I don't want you chasing anything. I just want you to ask me. Own your life. Don't blame nobody for it. Stop it. Wasted energy. Wasted energy. Don't, don't blame anybody and don't expect anybody to fix it. Go to God. Hey, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're an amazing God. I got something I want to ask you for today. Bless me today, Lord, before I leave the house. I'm getting ready to walk out the door. Bless me today. Bless me today. Empower me to prosper in everything I do. Everywhere I go, empower me to prosper today, every moment. Let me drive out of the driveway and just have a parade of neighbors driving by. Hey, Martin, how you doing this morning? You doing good? And that morning it did happen. I said, I just need somebody who don't know me to just speak to me. Driving out of my driveway, a man stopped on the other side of my driveway, the circular driveway, and he said, come on out of there. Come on out of that driveway. Get on the street. I turned out of there, and I stopped. 
in my car, turned around in my seat and said, thank you for letting me in. Wasn't nobody behind him. He didn't have to stop and let me in. I just had to believe the Lord told him, stop and let this brother in. He's special today. <laughs> he waved back at me. So that's my neighbor. Open the door for me. Bless me, saying. Give me more. Anoint me. Protect me from evil. End the pain in my life. Give me what I'm asking for. I thank you. I praise you. I adore you. I give you worship. I give you honor. I thank you that I can come to you. I thank you that I can pray to you. I can reach out to you. I can believe that you answer my prayers. You hear me before I call.